All right, all right. Welcome back to the Forest Brothers Podcast. Today, we have a very, very special episode. We've got some two incredible guests with us. Uh, we're going to get to them, but before we start, you know me already. It's your boy, Uta Stam Kufa. We're out here. Um, we've got Samson today. We've got Nkosi. We've got two guests, Letsy, and the one and only Bernice, queen of the DMV, the queen herself. But I'll let, the, I'll let everybody introduce themselves as always. Uh, starting with Samson, and then we'll go to Nkosi, Sletsi, and the queen herself, Benice, will, will, will let us know who she is. What's up, dear listener? We are back at it. It is the summer of culture. The Forest Brothers are back discussing all the hot topic, culture topics you guys have suggested over the past weeks. And uh, yeah, I cannot get, I cannot wait to get into it this week with you guys. Uh, also looking forward to hearing from our guests. Uh, yeah, let's get, let's get going, guys. Uh, as I always say, uh, always back to be back at the pod. I'd like to welcome my two special guests here first, uh, Sletsi and Bernice, uh, some new faces here. So the people, yeah, some new people for once and not just the three of us. Uh, I'd like to say hello to them. Hello to you, dear listener out there. And hello to Mr. Mutsa and Mr. Masang. And as always, let's get the show on the road. All right. Um, good evening, dear listeners. It's uh, good to be on the pod. My name is Sletsi. I'm Sletsi Lamini. And uh, my friend of these uh, brothers here, so I'm very excited to be joining the pod today. I'm uh, very excited about the topic of discussion today as well. So I guess everyone says hello, dear listeners. Um, I'm Bernice. I'm happy to join the podcast. I'm coming from the DMV. Mm, mm, mm. Everyone, just remember, queen of the DMV. If you want anything to happen in the DMV, contact Bernice. She got you. For everything Yano's related, she's, she's, she's here. She she makes everything just better for us in life. Anyway. And I, I didn't drop my government name because you just <laughs> <laughs> opened up my doors to a lot. But yeah, <laughs> thank you guys for having me for seriously, like happy to kind of dive into the topic. I know. Very glad you're here. Very glad you're here. Very happy. This is going to make our podcast even better. We might even have you every week from now on. So this week we're starting, we're talking about the Yanos. I'm a piano, the rage, the new, the new kid on the block party that gets us going guys and before we get into everything we obviously want to talk about the origins of Oma Piano for those people that live under a rock and do not know what the Yanos are here it is for you listeners out there we're gonna start with the origins and let's 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 get it from there so on to our resident expert Mr. Mangoro the old Noah of all things he always gives us the reality Mangoro how's about you tell us about the beginnings or the origins of the Yanos, the origins of Amapiano, and then we can just take it from there. Take it away, Mr. Mangoro. Sure thing, Mr. Mutsa. Um, so with the origins of piano, I think it's it's critical to think about a couple of things here. A lot of people there in the industry have certain opinions on like where piano started. I wouldn't say that there was one person who started piano per se. So it's really difficult to say. But if you listen to there's a documentary on YouTube called Shire, uh, it does give you the origins of piano, where if you understand it correctly, and there's something that comes out a small, Gabelo Mortez said, um, he said, it dif- based on different townships, there were different sounds. And also did hear this from Jelik Njenje. Uh, he mentioned that uh, there is that aspect of each person in different hoods in South Africa pretty much brought the sound to the forefront. And then it pretty much became what it is today. Because if you think about, let's say, Soweto, there was DJ Stoki. You think about Pretoria, there was Madumane, there was Kabzada Small. There were these new other guys. Uh, Dimtuda was playing piano somewhere else. I'm not sure exactly where, but in another township. Uh, MFR Souls, the ones 
well, I'd say were at the beginning of like piano, they also were there in a different hood. So, uh, and I think Gabba Canal as well and Kota Embassy, like those guys, I say, I'd say were like the pioneers of piano at the beginning because they, they were all separate. And then they were like, oh, actually, we're all pushing the same thing because they used to exchange music. If you go back to the history, you go back and soon realize that they used to exchange music in between each other and be like, yo, I'm, I've got this, there's this sound that's coming from this, this area of, uh, I'd say, Joburg and this other guy will come with a different sound. And then that infusion of different sounds, that's what group piano to what it is today because you listen to it now, it's made different things. Like, um, I recently realized, I recently found out there's, there's actually a subgenre within piano. It's technically house music mixed in with like lock drum and pianos and things like that. But now there's... Gija and Bacardi and how we differentiate those two. It's just based on the sound. So from what I understand, you listen to people like Miller and Sleazley, vocalistic. Uh, that's more or less on the lines of Skicha mixed in with Bacardi. So it also depends on the BPM, the beats per minute of each uh, piano track on wh- what kind of, I'd uh, say, piano mix it is. It's very difficult to tell. This is just my, this is just what I've heard and what I understand it as to be for, like, where it originated from. Wow, well said. <laughs> I guess also you could, to some respect, say it's like the sound of the youth, right? It's like the pioneer of Ama Piano came from. I, I remember when it first started and, like, where I was at the time, but it was just like, let the kids eat. Let them push piano and then to be able to get to this point where now we're in the States having a conversation about piano, it's like pretty dope. So, Where do you remember? Where were you at the first day you heard Ama Piano? Where were you? <laughs> when was question. the first time we were like, this is the Yanos. What is this? I think also a lot of people, you kind of, like the blend of Afro House and Ama Piano is like hard to differentiate, right? But like, I mean, you always, for me at least, I classified with like Cabza. What's it? There's like a song he did. Um, I'll have to look at my phone to figure it out. But I remember when that song came out, literally where I was at that moment and being like, man, this is something special. Like, you know, a song where you're just like, the song is so dope. You're like, I just want everyone to listen to it. Um, but yeah, I, I got to look up that song. But I, I think I was probably in the States at that point. Um, when I'm a I'll, I'll throw in some names there. Uh, uh, so at the beginning, Nanatula Wingelic was one of them. Uh, I think... So I've made what piano it is today. Tender love and love you tonight. Shasha. I was going to say, I didn't, in case, you know, I didn't know Shasha was from Utare. I'm from Are you Zim. serious? I had no idea. And that's from, my, that's my hometown. I had no idea Shasha was Zim and she was from, you know, the home. <laughs> I was shook. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where Shasha is now. That's a girl from home. Yeah. She's like hundred percent Zim. But I, I guess, okay, maybe I can date it even further. Because, like, that's true, it's pretty. Um, yeah, Shasha. And also, when you think about people like, uh, what's that guy's name? The the one with, like, a really good voice. Um, he stopped singing for a while. Soweto? So, something Soweto. He also was at the forefront of it, like, the change of his sound as well. But anyway, how about you guys? What do you, when, when, when were you when you first heard I'm a Piano, the beginning of it? I would like to just uh, just point it out straight up. It was definitely Nana Tula with Kabza and Njelek. What a song. That song, I think, pretty much transformed me into a student of piano. As 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 I'm at here today, I think it's down to that song, Tender Love and Love You Tonight. 
I mean, I think I I can't tell you exactly where I was the first time because I'm pretty sure I don't really even remember the first time I heard piano because I believe Bevs were involved and my brother and Kosi and Slitsy were in the background turning up. But the first instance I remember, I think it was during lockdown, I was living in a small apartment with my brother and Kosi and two other lovely women. And we were just chilling, having a, you know, like a, I think it was like a Friday night, probably, you know, just chilling, some Bevs, um watching watching YouTube videos, talking. And then someone put on a, a Cubs and a Small mix with um, DJ Maporisa. And that, like, that mix, like, I, like yo, like, that, that shit changed a lot for me. Like, I was like, wait, wait a minute. Like, because before it was just like, I mean, I, I'd, let, I'd listened to House before, you know, SA House before, and it was cool. But, you know, this was different. You know, this was, this was, a, um, this was like, it was chill. But it was also like a turn up vibe at the same time. And I, I thought it was very interesting because you see a lot of uh, a lot of that kind of music across different genres, you know, whether it's pop music, hip hop music, trap music, um, even uh, some Caribbean music, um, some Afrobeat. You know, it's that kind of like, is it is it are we turning up? Are we chilling? You know, and it's that it's that vibe. And I'm a piano caught it so perfectly. And I think that's why I became, um, like Mongoro says, a student of the game. That's all. Honestly, when you think about it, too, do you remember the YouTube mixes, like, during lockdown? Everyone had all these, like, stay-at-home kind of vibes. So, like, honestly, I think, like, I'm a Piano benefited from that because it was, like, chill music, like you're saying. Like, whether it's afters, like, after you go out, you're just chilling, at a, you know, at home with your friends and you just listen to music, it's such a vibe. Or maybe you are having an in-home party. Like, you just throw that mix on. And, I mean, that also goes to, I guess we'll talk about Major League DJs, but I think that's what put, when from having had conversations with, like, my boy, like, he was like, lockdown was tough, but they had to pump music out during, through YouTube, and that's what honestly propelled um, my piano to where it is at. But, I, I, uh, hope, I hope the listeners just got that subtle name drop. Our <laughs> girl was out there talking to Madumane, <laughs> having conversations. <laughs> That's not fake, people. <laughs> no, I was I was in Uber. We were driving him from the airport to our show, which I think you guys all came to, right? You all yeah, yeah to we show? were there, except for Slitsy, but we were there, yeah. vibing. Now, yeah, that was a scent. <laughs> dope, honestly, like, dope guy. Dope guy, yeah. very good well, guy. I mean, so I guess, that, I mean, maybe we can even get into that now then. So, like, who was at the forefront, like, hot DJ, and maybe we can throw this to Sled, see so that the listeners hear what this man has to say to us, but like, was the Majumani the pioneer of the Yanos, or is that Kabza, or is it the Scorpion Kings? Like, or do we attribute that to Major League and their balcony mixes? Like, who was the one who actually made Amapiano very popular during lockdown times? Um, I think, I think um, you were right mentioning Majumani, a.k.a. Um, DJ Maparisa. Um, I think... It, what's really interesting that everyone's mentioned here is like the mixes, the Amapiano mixes. I really think like when Amapiano blew up, it took us all from like streaming on like Spotify, listening to like one song after song. It really popularized like the mixes. We used to have deep, deep house mixes before and things like that, but you wouldn't like just normally be going up watch your day listening to a mix or like you're at a party listening to a mix, but we used to kind of play the songs individually. But I think after my piano, like it's just, it was, it was just weird to be at a place and someone is playing my piano songs from Spotify where you can just hear the songs cut out after each other. <laughs> you're always listening to a mix when you're listening to my piano and 
Yeah, um, the Scorpion Kings, Gavza the Small, and Malpuris are like the two DJs that I really remember in the beginning when I, you know, was drawn to my piano as well. Um, they're just putting out mixes. They put like some really good projects, I think 2019, um, Scorpion Kings, and I think Scorpion Kings too. And then Gavza dropped Piano Hub. It was just like so much music that they put out. Like it was just always them that I was listening to. Every song I would find a new song where I'm like, oh, this song is hard. Like you, you see who's who's on that song. Gavza the Small is probably there. Um, DJ Malpuris is probably there. Um, but yeah, I think after that, like 2020, then we started seeing some some new artists as well that kind of took that genre by storm. Like one of my favorites, Must, Must Music, I think um, in 2019 is when he really blew up. He put out some some pretty good projects. Um, um, so he's, he's one of the early ones, but definitely not the pioneer. He just came up after Boma Porisa and Bokabza and all those early guys, MFRL Souls. Wait, so I'll just can go super like, I just want to know, was COVID, without COVID, would Amapian have hit, like blown up? This is, like without COVID and the lockdown, would we have Yanos right now? Or as big of a Yanos genre as it is right now? Because you can, you can take it, but like, I just I don't know, was COVID good for the Yanos? Uh, yes, because think about this, people in SA or just in, in, in Southern Africa in general were really affected by COVID, like those, like just uh, all these curfews and lockdowns and people still wanted to listen to music. And what they could do then is that instead of just listening to the mic, to themselves, to the music that they know around their areas, they could actually tune into YouTube and start to get a new, I'd say a new idea of what, like, what piano is essentially, like different kinds of music. And I think what Major League did with the balcony mixes really did bring the forefront to many artists in the piano sphere because they were combining many different DJs, uh, lyricists, artists, and things like that. And we started to hear a plethora of music. And I think that's what propelled oh, propelled like just piano as a whole. Because honestly, I don't think piano, I don't think they'd be pushing this motion of piano to the world if it wasn't for if it wasn't for lockdown, funny enough. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think like lockdown gave us a pause. Everyone was at home. You didn't have a DJ. You know, it's like, you know, you can only come up with so many songs before you're just like repeating songs. But they gave you that option to like, you know, listen to a mix. So people are like, ah, this is hot. I'm a piano mix. And honestly, to give major league DJs credit is most people were doing like, you know, um, Scorpion Kings mix. You had to know who they are to find it. What they did was balcony mix. If you look at their YouTube I'm a piano balcony mix. So whenever you go and you look up I'm a piano, who's the first person up? Even now, if you look up on YouTube, first thing to pop up is always them. So they found a way to do the algorithm and then also mix that with good music. Of course, like, I mean, yeah, piano definitely took off. Yeah, I think um, it could have, like, it helped in some ways, but I also think it, it could, it probably started it in some areas as well because I think of all... Because it's not just piano artists who are making music at the time. You, you just think of all the artists um, um, who are making music. And there were a lot of songs from that time, which I would listen to and I would think, man, this would sound great in a club right now. This would be amazing Friday night, Saturday night in the middle of a club. But you wouldn't, you know, have that opportunity. And I think the way uh, Ama Piano is, I think Ama Piano is one of the most diverse genres out there because it has so many moods to it you know it has the party vibe it has the chill vibe it has like that in-between vibe you can even play it on a sunday morning instead of you know like if you if, if you feel like a church person and you don't want to go to church you want to stay at home you could play on a piano and you can feel right at home like you're at church you know like you just have to find the right playlist you have the right tracks but it's that kind of vibe so i feel like having lockdown kind of robbed us of some of those artists who have who would have thrived in like a 
in like a dance environment, you know, in a disco environment. But, you know, all in all, I think it still worked out because we still got to hear the best of the best, you know, do their thing, which is what we want ultimately. So, yeah. I'm going to put everyone on blast right now or just quick best balcony mix to drop today. Which is the best one? What's the best balcony mix? For me, I'll just say it off the bat, the Deben Gogo. I was going to say the same thing. You're going to say the same thing, right? <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, you type in balcony mix, that's the one that comes up. But that was like, it was like, just as they were taking, that was like the, not the peak, because they obviously going to keep going up. But that was just like, that was, I, I agree. Deben Gogo one has my vote. The boys disagree with me with that one, Benice. I've, tr- I've told them before that I'm going to say you're lying. That's not the best one, but they'll, they'll tell you. <laughs> Which one? Which one do you guys think? Um... <laughs> You mean Durban Coco, the 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 first one or the second one? The first yeah, one she's wearing, she's wearing like a blue tank yeah. top and bl- yeah. like with the high waist pants. That oh, one, I see that, that one. one. It is like a, they're on a rooftop. I even mm-hmm. know because I've listened to it so many times. <laughs> uh, for me, like personally, like it's actually I have to, like for me, it's like a difficult thing because these ones are I, I worship them, so I'd say, I'd say it'd be very difficult for me to say. But uh, three for me. Sertral, Musa Keys, and Kabza. I'm uh, oh, sorry, Melo and Sleazley, the, the one that recently dropped. Those, those ones for me are out of this world. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure for me, but all I remember is the, the one I remember most clearly is, uh, I think it was last October, mid-October, I think. Um, I remember this because actually I got off work. It was a Friday. I got off work early that day. I think I was off by like 2 p.m. Got off. Ate, um, got myself, you know, a nice bottle of wine, uh, you know, sat myself in front of my TV um, and I just listened a good, you know, for the whole thing. And for me, that was the best. I don't even know which one it was, but it didn't matter because I I'd, I'd planned it out. I'd laid it out and uh, I was I was ready to receive the Yanos that day. And, and I did. I did. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty good storytelling there, Mr. Sampson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a difficult question. I feel like me and Kosi definitely have the same taste when it comes to my piano because some of the mixes that he mentioned are definitely some of my favorite. Um, but I also want to take this back to something that Samson mentioned earlier that like on my piano, you can play them for like at any time, at any moment for any event, right? And I think that 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 plays into that plays a big role in like what what makes I feel like is the best that day. It's like, you know, what am I what am I doing? Am I just kicking back, chilling, or am I out partying or am I out riding on my bike or running and it's something that's gonna pump me up? Um so I wanna shout out um the boy Vigra Div. Uh, because the boy Vigra Div, you know, he he doesn't put out a lot of music, but I really liked um, the album before this one, um, the album that he basically played in that mix because I, that album would pump me up, would pump me up. If I was if I was in the gym, if it was a track practice, if it was uh, just, just trying to be pumped up for the day, like I'm going to class or I'm doing um, whatever, I was doing school back then. It was just like a, a good mix to listen. Um, what it does to the drums, that voice, I have to shout him out. Um, He's on the way. He's coming soon. You'll be Did you hear folks? Vigro Deep <laughs> is on the way. Yeah, <laughs> let me know. First of all, Muta is Vigro Deep, not Vigro. Oh. <laughs> 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 semantics. Semantics. Hey, semantic, hey, you know. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, you're, you're right. But sorry. Sorry to cut you off. But like, easy. We, we, we working. We working. Mm. Uh, mm. Good to we hear. We're not living yeah, in the city. Good to hear. 
Ah, we're getting some exclusive on this pod. Can Today, if you're listening, hey, nuggets. Muta, but first off, can we talk about how Muta used to hound me and be like, I gotta see Focalistic. You gotta bring Focalistic. Focalistic, Focalistic. And I was like, all right, bet. We're gonna bring him. And he came and I was like, okay, Muta, you need to now go and meet Focalistic. Could I find this man? The one artist he wanted to see the entire night. I had no idea where the heck you were. The entire night. <laughs> but he's also... Can you talk about how that mandem came in at 2 a.m., fam? Like, bro, like, uh, what am I supposed to do? I'm in the vicinity at 11.30, and there are beverages swimming around me. <laughs> I mean, he... Okay, so, I mean, to some respect, he he was there, like, he was... I guess the idea was, like, for people that, like, VIP would, like, party with them, then he would go and, like, do a set. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. That happened. But I mean, at least he had a, a good show. Hopefully he sang a few songs. But you could have had, you could have met him. You I just could have. It, 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 haunts, it's, it haunts me to this day, Benice. It haunts me. Like, I was I, I was so embarrassed when I woke up the next day. I was like, wow, Benice really worked for me to meet this man. <laughs> and I was nowhere. I don't even know where I was. I don't even so, know where I was. The one but, person you were hunting for. But the people had a good time. You know, I'm, I'm a man of the people, Benice. If the people enjoy themselves... My job was done, <laughs> but I appreciate it though. I appreciate it. Like, hopefully he can come back, um, you know, but I guess this, this also like maybe bleeds into like a conversation. So who's the best Yano's vocalist or like artist right now? You know, like just. That's two different questions. Is it? Okay. Vocalist uh, and artist? Uh, Personally, I don't know you guys. What okay, do you no, guys like, not, the, not the DJ, but like whoever's singing, like either a singer or a rapper or like just whose vocals are the best right now on our piano? Dali Wonga, no debate. Ghost Satril and Musakis. Those two are Bootle? beautiful. I was about to say, I was about to say, y'all cannot She's talk about there. vocalists and She's not mention Bootle. You cannot talk about vocalists and not mention Bootle. No, but here's the issue is like, you're only as hot as producers or singers are able to put you on songs, right? It's like, if yeah. anyone's popping, they have to believe in your brand and put you on songs. She, she was like, what, Busta 1990, if I don't even say Busta, put her on a song. As far as I remember, I think that was like one of the hottest songs that she's been on. But it's how you network and build those brands. Because like, I'm a piano producers are just like, oh, like, look at someone like Ami Falku. Everyone loves her. Like, she is, she has a good sound. She is a good singer. Um, so people continue to put her on songs. So to some respect, there's like some relationship thing that happens. But so I would say Musa Kiza and Ami Falku. I'm just saying any song that Bushe lays her vocals on is a hit. <laughs> uh, you know, so I don't know, like, you know, it's sad. Like, I, I feel like if Mlindo didn't beef with Madumane or whatever happened there, he could have he could have been one of the top, top, like, I'm a piano vocals. Like, I think so. And, I, I you know, this is going to be a plug for me, but I'm just waiting for Melo and Sleazy and Cuesta to have a collab. Like... I, I think that's going to be fire. Because, like, if Focalistic is rapping on Melon Sleazy tracks, just imagine what Quest is going to do on that. Like, I've tweeted it out. I'm like, yo, can you get this to happen? Benice, maybe you have some powers that I don't have. <laughs> please, please just text somebody and tell them, Quest and Melo and Sleazy. <laughs> you can tell them yourself when they come here. Oh, oh, another nugget. <laughs> hey, hey, today. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Benice, don't regret this. Like, yo, I exposed all my secrets. 
But okay, I mean, so does that mean that maybe I'll ask everybody here? Like, so Amelia and Sleazy, the hottest producers right now, the hottest I'm a piano producer in the game right now. Would we say it's Amelia and Sleazy? For me, they are, but you can, uh, y'all can tell me. I certainly agree with that. Uh, what they've been able to do, and shout out to Maporisa because these are Maporisa's boys, like him, Mass Music, Dali Wonga, they're all under Black, I think it's called Black Boy Entertainment. Like the number of artists in there, Tyler, I see you, underrated but top class. Like that guy, like those guys, I think. I think are quite big, but just going back to Melo and Sleaze, I think they are the hottest, like Mr. Sjepa, Gautempele, the tracks just go on and on. Your Body with the Trill, like so many tracks, like they're just putting out there. If you go listen to their, funny you mentioned this, uh, if you go listen to their Groove Cartel mix, they're dropping bangers there. If you spend some time listening to it there in Groove Cartel, there's some tracks there that they're going to drop very soon, hopefully. Uh, even with Groove, Groove Cartel? Cartel? You've what been sleeping, it? man. It's on YouTube, man. It's man, YouTube? you call yourself a piano listener and you don't no, know man. what Groove Cartel? Yeah, <laughs> they bring you nothing but the best. <laughs> <laughs> so YouTube, so you just tap Groove Cartel, you find? Groove you find Cartel, them? piano mixes. There's a one they recently dropped. Shout out to him. Yams. Uh, he works primarily with Papi Cooper. His mix was dope. Uh, there's just some guys there. Underrated. Like, I like these underrated guys that, like, not trying to get all this fame and stuff like that, but they're just there making the music, like your likes of Soul Matrix and Dog Zin, um, Duaga Trip, uh, just those couple of DJs, like who just make music for the love of music and just enjoy the craft on its own. And a shout out to them. And I think I think they're they're the ones that keep me very happy in this very sad place. <laughs> <laughs> You're very, you know a lot, but I'm a piano. Why, uh, that why brother. Yeah, why, why have you not started promoting? Like, get into uh, it. Monetize your knowledge. As I always say, you know, as a student of the game, like, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. Like, uh, I'm still even just trying to understand what's going on. Like, uh, I, I think I haven't reached that point where I'd say I'm knowledgeable. I'm still trying to understand everything. Because even right now, like, I'm always just trying to listen and find new artists. Uh, there's a girl, her name is Spura. Uh, she got a track called Mikalo. You should go listen to it out there, listeners, if you haven't heard it. Uh, there's, there's quite a number of people coming up in, in 2022. Luda DJ, he works ma- primarily with Major League. Those are the guys. That's, that, I mean, that's the guy. Like, if you, you just need to put yourself in the game and understand it, then maybe you, you get somewhere far. Uh, it, it, it didn't come overnight. It took a bit of time to get all <laughs> mad today. Benice is handing in his CV. If you need someone with Yano's, with the Yano's knowledge, I mean, <laughs> just clearly, talk to the boy. <laughs> I guess, does that beg the question that, like, do you think that we have a volume problem with regards to, like, I'm a piano? There's so much, right, that, like, it's hard to really hone in in terms of, like, what's hot and what's not. And obviously, it, it tends to be, like, who has enough money behind them to push them? But do you think, do you guys think that with Ama Piano, do we have, like, there's so much out there and sometimes not the best tracks are highlighted, but it's more like who has the most money that is able to tour? That's a good question. I mean, like, we see people like, for example, Uncle Waffles, you know, I mean, her her EP is up there, but, you know, I wouldn't call her one of the most talented DJs in the game. Certainly not. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me that like, but, um, because he looks like he's disagreeing right there. He's saying that's the best DJ because she does the splits. uh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly not saying that. I'm just saying, like, she's she's a credible DJ. Like, she she's pretty much good at what she does, in my opinion. Like, 
I haven't found a, a DJ there that I listen to in piano that I'd say is pop or anything or just f- weird and shit like that. But for me, like, just give her props. Like that track Tanzania, it grew on me. Like I remember we people, I was sleeping on it at first. I'll, I'll raise my hand and say I slept on it. But uh, now when I listen, I'm like, oh, actually that's a track. Yeah. Um, Sinom Solo as well. Like there's just so many artists, man. Like you just gotta spend some time, listen to something you don't listen to only balcony mix, groove cartel, Mutsa. Uh, just get your vocabulary on just piano and just general music up there by just listening to different things, man. Yeah, but Benice is raising a good point. So, because when I talk about gatekeeping and I'm a piano, right? Because there is a lot of volume when it comes to the pianos. So, I know, so let's see what Samson, you want to chime in here, but like, if we look at Madumani, right? Because there was a story that came out about how he had a, a little beef with Melando, the vocalist, or something happened there. I don't know. But then that kind of curtailed his. Career, but I'm like, you know, so like, I want to, the, the gatekeeping thing when it comes to piano. Even Major League right now, I think Major League opens a lot of doors, but they still choose who they put on their platform and they choose who they don't want to put on their platform to a certain extent. So I don't know what that means. Like, is that a problem in the Yanos game right now? Like, how hard is it to actually like have a banger in the Yanos space? Can you just release something on YouTube and become famous or you have to have somebody like put you on? I've spoken a lot, so I'll let you guys take it. I mean, I have a very strong opinion as a promoter. Or actually, Give it to us. Give it to us, please. No, no, Give I it feel like it's... it's I, I hate to call myself a promoter because it seems like I'm pushing culture or something like that. But, like, I think my, my day job is I work as an investment consultant in private investments. So, like, this is just a side gig um, where it's like a passion project, right? Everyone has one. You know, some people want to garden or whatever. Um... But yeah, I agree. There are gatekeepers. You, Muta, if you have someone you don't like, what are the odds they knock on your door and say, hey, can you help me out? And you open your door and say, let's, let me help you out. But talent is talent. I don't no? know. I'm asking that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's business, right? But if yeah, you true. can find, if it's scalable, you have something that's like equal, where someone's like a little bit above and you like this person, you're going to push this person because you know the weight of your voice. DJ Mapoesa is the Diddy of Amapiano. He's a black boy, owns Piano Hub which falls under whatever hub and whatever other company. So like at the end of the day is you have to do right and politic. Like we are all corporate here. You know, you got to learn how to work your job. Anyway, Samson, I'll let you <laughs> go in. I'll, I'll, I'll stop there here, but I, I want to hear your perspective. Well, Bernice, we, we appreciate hearing your voice and uh, hearing um, you pushing passion. So yeah, keep pushing passion. We love, we love to hear it. What I was going to say is, um, I think this happens across all genres. Like every, every artist has to deal with this. You know, like when you said, you, know, you have to navigate the corporate world, but also it's also just, um, it's kind of like a natural thing, you know, because of the nature of the nature of music and art in general, because, you know, people are different. People have their own identities, their own perspectives. So every new piano DJ is going to have a different idea of what's going to be a hit or what's going to, you know, what their idea, their idea of piano is going to be different from the next guy, you know? So I think that's kind of just what's happening. You know, we're, we're seeing more volume over time because we're just seeing more DJs and more artists over time. And each new artist brings a little, a little more, a little more flavor, a little more seasoning to the pot that is the Yanos, you know, and eventually, you know, you, you get a very, very complex dish, you know? So I look forward to it. I appreciate it. And I think, um, you know, I just hope that all the different artists can get their flaws, you know, and, and, and make their money because that's where it gets difficult, you know, you know, because uh, let's say, you know, the, the artists you talk about who fell out with uh, DJ Mapuriso, you know, who knows, maybe he can't, you know, he can't do piano now because he's going to the next promoter, the next 
DJ the next artist and they're saying, hey, you fell out with with that guy. I can't work with you because that's my, you know, like that's my guy right there. Things like that. And that's just politics that you have to learn to navigate as an artist. You know, it's it's, it's no different from what anyone else has to go through. So um, I think in the best case, it brings the best quality of music and the most diverse quality of that music uh, over time. But yeah, I do hope we get to hear all the lesser artists grow into superstars. I have a question, Stephen, or I guess goes to you, everyone. Like, is so are, is the idea of gatekeepers like a, a facade? Is that a true thing? Because like we we're on this podcast and we're talking about all these songs that are pretty underrated, and I'm and we're in America, so it's you know it's a little bit different. But there's people in South Africa that are listening to all this music. So are, is is gatekeepers like is that a facade? Is it really a thing that stops someone from blowing up? I know I'm kind of contradicting myself in my earlier statement, but just. Curious to your perspective. Sure. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, so there's an, you know, the uh, sure people know him, uh, this Canadian artist called Nav. Nav had been making music since about 2013, 12. And he was a producer and he rapped a little bit. But he really blew up uh, in 2017 when Kylie Jenner played his song on her Instagram story. And then other, and you know, all of Kylie Jenner's followers are like, oh, what's that song? Why is she listening to me? Because, you know, they, no one knew him. So they all went on, heard his song, racked up like, you know, millions of streams on uh, on SoundCloud. Then he had the traction to actually drop like a project. And when that project dropped, it launched his career. So it's kind of like a similar thing. There is gatekeeping, you know, you can't avoid it. Like um, my my dad once told me this, uh, this very famous quote, I don't know where he got it from, but he said, if you want to be successful, you have to be in a position where the opportunities see you, not just where you see the opportunities, you know. So for a lot of these artists, it's like, you know, they're good and they're great, you know, like their music is phenomenal. But like, they're just not in a position for people to hear them, people to see them. So even if you like search their name on SoundCloud or YouTube, or whatever, you're not just you're just not going to find them because they're like hidden deep within, like, you know, the recesses of these algorithms. So they need like a leg up. They need a feature. They need a cosign. They need a show. They need something to elevate them. Um, and that's just something that happens when um, you are competing in a market like this. Because at the end of the day, as an artist, you are competing with the best of the best, you know, because people who are new to the genre, they're going to go to the top artists. And as a new artist, you have to find a way to get yourself in that space where you're visible. And, you know, that's just the reality. Cool. So would you say like it's a combination of, so there is gatekeeping, but like you kind of have to work for it. And like, to be honest, like same thing as a promoter, right? It's like the first thing that before you book anyone, they're just like, who are you? What have you done? And you're like, I've done nothing. And they're like, next. So I, I, I agree. I think to some respect that stamp of approval means a lot. And sometimes you have to work for it. It's like I, just before I got on this thing, I was we were talking about like, I don't know if you all remember when Black Coffee used to tour and like there were like $15 tickets, $10 tickets. He was like the biggest DJ in South Africa. But in America, he was doing gigs for $10, $15. Um, and he built all that to a point where now like his booking fee, like at minimum, you're looking at $100,000 just to get him to do anything. Because he built that brand. So I think it's interesting that you bring that. I think there are gatekeepers, but I think you can bypass that by working or taking less or taking nothing, unfortunately. Like, I don't know if you guys know, there's DJ Melzi. He's like this young kid. He's calls himself the youngest DJ in Nama Piano. And I think technically he is because Vigro is turning 21 and he's like 20. Um, but he's literally like, he'll gig anywhere. Like, you literally be like, hey, come to my party. I'll pay you X, like $100. Or probably not 100 but like, 
whatever it is, because it's like, I want to get my sound out. He's a producer. He's a, you know, he does music, but he's so hungry that, you know, whenever we're having this conversation on June 7th at 9.30, (laughs) 10.22, you're going to see him blow up because he's just that hungry where like, he's been like, I don't need it on his approval. I'm going to go across the entire world, take as much money, build relationships and just push my music. So, Mm. I mean, that's, that's, that's facts. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Mangoro. DJ Malzi, I don't know if people know this, but from what I heard so a while back, actually, I think sometime this year, like we was playing at a place there in SA, I think it's called Tanzania. It's a club called Tanzania. And as she's, as Bernice just mentioned, they're promoting music because like from what I've heard, like the man played up until 7am the next day, piano one way throughout. And it was just him and just a few other guys. So to just think about that, like the way they want to push their music so much, they're going to go through the length and breadth to achieve that. So shout out to him, man. I think, I think that takes a lot of courage and also just to get your music out there. Because if you play your music, like that's how people, that's how people know it. If you're keeping it there on your scientist flash drive, no one's going to know that music. But if you bring it out there, uh, even when people are tired at 3am and you bring a hit single that in two, three, two, three months time will be a big song. Like people be like, oh, actually, we heard that a while back, but we didn't think much of it. But now it's blowing up. So I think, yeah, that's that's important to mention. Well, that thing with my gay came like, as you mentioned, like no, no other person has to work that hard, fam. Like it just depends on how much like Mel's. Why is he playing until 6 a.m.? Like and we look at someone like what's her name? Tyler? Is it like the girl? And she's saying, what's that song that she's she saying? Probably cute, Muta. She's, exactly. Just- maybe because of that. I'm just saying though, like some people don't have to work that hard. Like you don't have to be pushing passion at <laughs> until no, I mean, 4 a.m. Have you seen um, Melzi's? I got to find this like snip. There's a DJ out in New York, AQ, and she posted a video of Melzi. <clears throat> he is a good DJ. You know, someone that can mix and he's so young, but he just hasn't had that stamp of approval gone or been signed to the right people. But trust me, like, watch him work his way up. So I think there are gatekeepers, but like you're saying, I mean, sometimes if you just look cute and you just spin and you play the car music, you know, easily enough, people will listen. Mm. I mean, but do you tell us, my guy, like, who are the hottest DJs right now? I mean, what do you even think about this gatekeeping conversation? Like, do you agree or do you think that, like, you just have to work hard at your craft and you just hope that the gods smile upon you? Or maybe Major League smiles upon you and just set. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think what has been um, said, I would I would agree with some of that. I think some of it is just the industry. I'm a piano industry. I think it's the same as any other music industry, and like honestly, like any other art industry, right? Sometimes you just have to keep working, keep putting out stuff, and then. Um, at some point you have that one track that gets somebody's attention and maybe that's the person that and gives you that leg up um, that you all have been talking about. Maybe features you on a track or features you on a mix or something like that. Or maybe it's the balcony guys, you know, and they're like, hey, let's, let's get you on the balcony mix. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I think unless you have a reason to believe why a specific person is not helping you, um, then that would be, be gatekeeping. I think if if. Um, you know, there, there was a reason that you knew somebody was not working with you that's not, you know, related to the quality of your music. Um, and that person is just straight out not helping you or being petty. And I think that would be gatekeeping. But I think in a lot of ways, it's just like when you're just starting out, you don't have a lot of audience. You don't have a lot of airtime. You don't have money resources that some of these guys that are signed to labels have to just promote their music. And so even when you drop, you're not going to be up there in like the Spotify playlist of my piano group. 
that's like reserved for some of these established guys in the game. Like you, maybe you might be number last there on a piano cruise, but like whoever gets to the end of the playlist anyway. So, um, but if you just keep putting out music, um, eventually I think it happens. A lot of some of these guys that we like now, um, I listen to the uh, songs that I've just put out that I enjoy. And then I go to them on Spotify, their discography and realize these guys have been putting out musics like three years ago, but we just didn't know about them, you know, um, until one particular song blew up or until they were in a mix that you really liked. Um, so yeah, those, those are my thoughts on that. So, you know, once I have you on the Meg Lamini, and I'm also going to put everyone on the ring as well, hardest Amapiano song this year. 2022, hardest Amapiano jam to have dropped this year, Meg Lamini, top of the dome, just say it, just say it. Hardest track out this year. Oh, you're killing me, man. <laughs> you're killing me, Muta. Um, I'll say right now, uh, I think right now I'm listening a lot to the king of my piano just because, you know, he's working on something. The storm is brewing. It's it's about to drop. So, um, and one of the songs that I really like from this year uh, by Cubs Are Just Small is... Uh, so that song is a, it's it's kind of like a chill song. That is a banger. But like when you, it's a banger. When you listen it, when you're listening it in a mix from like a DJ who knows how to DJ, like if you're feeling like you are a little bit upbeat, like you get that from that song. It, it's so good. Um. So yeah, shout out to Gabza for that. Very excited for for, for music from him this year. Mm, Benny's hottest track this year. Hit me. I think this year is hard. Um. And then also I don't want to ruin any potential bookings. Because of this podcast, I'm kidding. Um, honestly, I'll tell you what I'm listening to this week has been Kangani, Kangani, uh, Musakis, Kangani, Kangani. That that has been a bop. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I feel like it changes every day. I, I feel like I just have so much ADHD with this music stuff. I just have to always be like on my toes with regards to what's happening. But Musakis has been top of top of the dome and trying to work through. Maybe you'll see him soon in the DMV. Mm. <laughs> Well, I guess, I guess Benice has a bit more of a stake in this. But I would have to say, hardest track this year, I don't think there's any other track that's harder than that one. I know you're going to judge me for that, but for me, hardest I'm going to be on a track to drop this year. Probably going to be the biggest one this year. Even if Cubs and releases something next week and it's fire, I'm telling you, nothing is touching it. Nothing. <laughs> I feel like you need to give your, your, your listeners a, a, like a, a playlist or something to kind of follow up all this music we're talking about. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it together we'll put it together uh, yeah Mangoro hardest track right now you tell us my guy you like asking me these difficult questions I'll, I'll throw a couple a couple out there I won't I a couple, my guy. One of course I won't there I, I can't answer so this just as a student of the game like I'll, I'll just okay I'll just say two songs I won't say well actually I'll say a song and an artist that has bangers on bangs but a track for me is by Mr. Chesley Q uh, Mr. Chizik, Tumelo, Halala. That track, that track is out there. But then another, so that's the track, but an artist this year that just has bangers on bangers and I don't think I've listened to her not make a banger. That's Papi Cooper. Papi Cooper has dropped just bangers on bangers. Mofana Bakai, uh, she was featured on Bambele with Deben Koko, which we spoke about earlier. So... Then there's more that's coming. Uh, she's been working with Yams. Uh, you hear about him in the next six months. He's going to blow up. Uh, that's just my humble opinion. Uh, so th- that's just it. Mozart. I don't know. Like I can't give you one particular song and just give you an artist that I think 
It's just okay. bangers on bangers. <laughs> it's all right. Monk, uh, Penguini, what about you? I- I'm about to put everyone in the ring again. Just That's what I do. So just just stay ready. Uh, Penguini, like, tell us, my guy, what a song for you this year, bro? Yeah, you're killing me with this one, man. Like, I, I-, I had a number for 2021, but if we're talking 2022, it has to be Album Velo for me as well. Like, it's... I haven't heard anything better than that so far. But I do think you're wrong. Whenever Cubs are drops, the world stops turning, you know, like the world stops still on its axis. Day stays day, night stays night, and we all just listen to the piano for a good day. That's what happens. And that's what's going to happen when he drops. Guaranteed. Can I say something controversial? Is So do you think, like, in terms of pumping up music, what Cubs is doing? Actually, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot, but what Cubs is doing is like what Chris Brown does, right? It's like put a lot of good music out there and then see what bites. Because like, how often do you listen to a 20 something song album and you're just like, man, that was dope. And then, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, you show your kids that same album. That's, you know, cause you're pumping out so much music, it's hard to keep up. Anyone can think right now, if I was to ask you, what's your favorite album? You'd be like, this one, or who's your favorite artist? Why is that your favorite? But it's hard because I think Cabs is just like the goat. I think that's what we affiliate him with. So it's hard to really pin him to a specific song. Be like, this one. Maybe we all have different... We, we can't even concisely come up with a this one song for Cabza. But just like curious what your all's perspective on that is. Mm, she gave us the hard one. That's the... Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> <about> <laughs> this one. No, but I mean, the question could be, what do you think the greatest Cabza song is? I bet you we can't agree. Yeah, I think we'll I mean, be here for five hours if, if we go down that lane. I know I, I, I bet you we can't agree. The thing is, I, I think I know I, I'm 100% wrong and I don't care. Okay. I do not care. Like that one track he had with Casper uh, and um, Burner Boy, to me, that's, that's the best. Because no one was putting anyone who was doing Afrobeat on a piano track at the time. And he did it and it worked out so perfectly. So I, I give him props. For me, he opened a door there that I don't think was going to be open for a long time. And he did it perfectly. So for me, that's, that's my favorite track. Yeah. I have to say Abalele, Benice, Abalele. I think that's, I think for me, that's the hardest comes a track. Even though, <laughs> I, fam, no other song poisons me like that one. I listen to that, I listen to two seconds and I'm done for the week. I'm just singing Same. Abalele all week. Same, but I see where happy. I see where happy just takes me there. It's like, you know, it's just like a vibe song. It's a song where like, if you're in a club, you might be a little lit. You're taking a couple of shots, like you're feeling good. I see we're happy. Let's be happy. Same thing. You may be at the crib. It's a Friday. You came from work. You put on a see we're happy. You're like, man. So I, I don't know. I, I you see this. This is the thing, right? Is he's pumped out so much music that like it's hard to pinpoint. But anyway, I, I'll stop. I, I'm curious to hear what what are your what's your thoughts, Ngosi? What, what what do you think? Uh, you know, with the man Cavs are like you can scratch your head for six hours with him because he just has a catalog of music, and I don't even think he's touched 40% of what he has that he's just there cooking at his house. So I think for me, like I do, I do see the vision there with some of the tracks, but the older content, like the stuff he was dropping, Return of the Scorpion Kings, uh, that one, any track there on that album, your Spawn your whatever track, it's been a while, like he's got so much music, I don't remember the names anymore, but any of those tracks on like, the, the, there's that one that I remember so fondly, Inda Bagabani. Yo, that track. Like you go back to those tracks. Uh, there's a track that's featuring another Swazi girl. I think on the second one, Adrian Fu. Uh, like there's just so many songs that I'd say for me, like those two albums 
going back to just the start of piano, those track, any, any track on those albums, I think, I think just takes it from me. Mm. Well, actually, you know, as well, as well, as we're winding down a bit here, I just wanted to just final topic that I want to just bring up a little is like, and maybe Benicio can, can, can talk about this a little. When we're talking about like, like what you're saying, right? Cubs has put out a lot of music, but what the money really is, is in performances. And we've currently seen how like major league is touring. I don't know when those boys sleep, man. I don't know what they're on. I need to get, I, I don't know what they do to themselves, but Mandem need, man, I, I don't know how they do it. And then we look at, we, we heard the story of a hug, you know, even Papi Cooper was in the hospital for three weeks just from fatigue. Toss took a break from performing just because he was like, even for Galistic when he's an essay, Mandem is at four shows, like in a night, you know? So I'm just like, when did, when did this artist rest? Like, I, I don't know, like, Slid, see, maybe can, I can ask you this first, but like, do you think there's a lot of pressure as an hour piano artist to just, just tour until you die? Or like, just, just, because if you stop, the spotlight is going to go away and no, you're not going to be relevant anymore. Like, w- when does it stop, bro? Like, when, you know, can we, can we still respect somebody for taking a break and then coming back? Or should, should they just milk it until like, you can't milk it anymore, bro? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but that's a that's a, that's a good question, right? Like to stay on top, you just you gotta keep working, you gotta keep being out there. Um, and I think I think some artists do it different, where like they'll be quiet for a while working on on new new music, um, and then they're gonna have like a, a period of time where they um, start putting out music and then start touring and doing shows and that kind of stuff. And they do that for a while, maybe half of the year or like four months out of the year. And then like they kind of go quiet again and go work on, on new music. And then there's also artists that want to be like working on new music and still and touring at the same time. Like just so constantly working. If you're not at the show and back at the house, like you're getting a little bit of sleep and you got to be working on that new music. Um, and I think, I don't know, it's just up to the artists to know what they can handle, you know, and, and what um, they think works for them. Um but yeah, I think I think the major league DJs were like on international tour for a long time. Like from I remember back in October when we came to DC and spilling on to like this year in 2022, they were still like touring internationally. Like one day they're in San Francisco, the next day here they're performing in New York. And it was just like, like when do they rest? They have to be flying around too, and then they're back in Europe and back to the USA. Um I think it's probably a good life. They, you know, they do what they love and make a a lot of money, but um, there's a lot of um, just passion. There's a lot of hard work. I think that they put into it that doesn't necessarily, um, is not visible to us, the audience. Yeah, that's a good point to bring. It's like, I mean, if you think about your day job, how hard do you work from eight to five or nine to five? They got to put in the same hours. And like from a promoter's perspective, I think you see these people come in and work super hard. And I think, while pushing P is great or pushing piano, I think we should say, um, at the end of the day, it comes down to bottom lines. Like how much can you actually turn a return in what you're doing? Um, like no one does this for clout. Well, personally, I don't. I don't like do this to be my Purisa's best friend. Um, so I, I think at the end of the day, it's like I've seen major league DJs. They grind. And I guess there was like a question that we're supposed to tackle was, their, um, I guess, like influence in pushing P is like they're also American. So they're able to travel across the world some of these barriers around like visas and some of these artists not being able to get them. But I think Major League DJs has done a fantastic job in terms of like being able to push piano. Um, I probably didn't answer your question, but I, I, I answered one of the questions that we had over here. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's all right. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just something that I think about. I mean, Mangor, maybe you can also speak on it as a little bit. I don't know if it's like if an artist is just doing that all the time, do they lose that that newness? Like, I don't know. We, I don't know. We, we haven't seen Sir Trill in a while, but we know if he's coming, he's coming with something fire. But it looks like he's taking a bit of a break. So I wonder, like, not to be honest with you, I don't listen to balcony mixes like I used to three months ago. That's a, oh, that's and that's 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 my truth. I, I don't. I'm glad you're sitting in your teeth. But also the thing is, like we talked about, volume. If, you st- if you're irrelevant, you fall back. You got to keep gigging. Like these people will do like five, six, seven gigs a night. So I, that's my own opinion. I guess your question is like you have to keep working. You have to stay on your toes. The same competitiveness that you have at your day job, you, they have to maintain that. Obviously, healthily. I've seen artists that don't drink, but people think they're drinking because they see the long-term goal of like, I have to go to five gigs. I don't, I'll drink Red Bull, you know, and I've seen people that don't do any sort of like, you know, like whether it's drugs or cigarettes or whatever, because they have a focused goal on whatever that is that they're doing. So I think you have to sacrifice, but at the end of the day is it's a saturated market. Think about the guy that came up with Sister Bettina. Where is he now? You know? So, you know, you always have to stay relevant and continue to work as one song is not going to carry your whole entire family to, you know, wherever stage. Mm. So Mangoro, when do they arrest, my guy? When, when, when should they arrest? Never? Yeah, my, yeah, my guy, they shouldn't arrest. Because something one artist in South Africa mentioned, um, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, highly unlikely you didn't. Uh, his name is Aya Pro. Uh, he works uh, primarily on the Mac G podcast. So if you listen to Mac G's podcast, you'll, you'll hear him in the background as a sound engineer. And he mentioned something so profound in that when you have that window of a hit single, even if it's one track or 50 tracks, because you look at DOS, like DOS was there pushing Umlando, but also ma- making other music like Manga with Fedor T, like that song that came out afterwards. Like if you have that window, like take it to, I mean, like just make the most of it because that window could be six months, could be two years. You don't know what this industry, music industry is just so volatile. So if you have that window, pretty much take it because keep in mind that Where's the money in music? The money's in the gigs. So if you're taking a lot of gigs, make sure that you're pushing the music because promoters will want to book the next big thing. They're not going to book someone who had a hit five years ago. They want to book the next hot person right now for their audience. So keep in mind that now when you have the opportunity, take as many gigs as you can so that you you can actually get your music out there so that you can get uh, those streams, those airplays. Because Sam Pro and Samra, like they don't pay as much as a gig would pay, uh, whether it be global or local. So keep in mind those things because like people mentioned like 5 million streams, but when you run the numbers, like it doesn't compare to what you could make in like a month on just gigging from like Thursday to Sunday. But I do promote, we do, I think, I think like it's good to like promote like mental health and sleep. I don't know when, because like it's either a studio, uh, or performing. So I, I don't know, maybe they could find a bit of a balance there. On like just between those two things and also just like just to go back to my boy Satril, the boy ghost he is coming soon he is going to drop something uh i've heard some snippets uh as uh as i always say the man is talented so whatever he's going to come with it's going to be it's going to be amazing Mutsa. so don't, don't don't think he's gone he, he did take some time away as we were talking about just your own mental and physical health uh to go find himself because of all this gigging and all that stuff so it's really important to do that. So I think for him, he'll come back and he'll be back and he'll, he'll be like, he never left. Mm. 
Mm. So you want you want him to come to DMV? Okay, got you. I would be on the first flight there uh, if Citril ever came to the DMV, even if I was on the other side of the world. <laughs> I've added that to the list. I will make it happen. Venice will make anything happen, people. Whatever you want to happen, she will bring them. She will bring them. I, I 100% believe that. Um, but people, you know, we can talk about the Yanos every, you know, for hours and hours. So, you know, I think, I think, I think it's time we, we, we bring it to a close. <laughs> I, I really appreciate having my, my people here. Um, tune in for the next episode because we're going to have a lot to talk about. Our, our, our queen DMV, Benice, is going to be dropping some knowledge on something. We'll see, don't worry, it's, it's, it's going to come. It's going to come. But you tune in for that one. Um, but thank you to thank you to all my people here. I'll just I'll just let everybody say their their their, their final goodbyes as we as we just wrap up the conversation. Um, I can start with my boy Sleti there, my guy. Thank you so much for pulling up on us. Uh, what do you have to say for the listeners as your as your as your final words here? I uh, just uh, thank you for having me, brothers. Uh, been a good time. Uh, always a pleasure. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, to to everyone listening, I think. This is a, a very great year, an exciting year for anyone that's a fan of the Amapiano genre. Um, so I'm excited for it because, like, just so far, it's 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 um, it's June right now, and there's so many great projects that came out this year, so many hit songs. Um, and as we're heading over to December, where it's like really party season back home in like Africa, um, Southern Africa, um, and yeah, it's like party season. It's summer season. That's when they really drop new music right because everyone's trying to have like album of the year um song of the year all the titles um so i'm really excited about this year bet 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 uh samson how about you my guy yes it's been great chatting about the piano with uh my with our two brand new guests here and uh the brothers always great to be with the brothers um yeah like uh, Sleti said uh fast approaching december it's going to be lit. It's going to be jumping. More piano. More piano to the world. So please, dear listener, even if you're not from the forest and uh, I'm a piano isn't your thing, not something you listen to, I, you know, trust us, you know, trust. We know what we're talking about. This is music that feeds your soul, all right? And as we approach party season and uh, the tracks keep coming out and the bangers keep keep just getting thrown in our way, and all of a sudden, Mutsa can't even talk to us anymore because he's just too consumed by the piano. Dear listener, you gotta be in here. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta listen to it. You gotta feel the piano. And I hope everyone gets a chance to experience it the way we have on the Forest Brothers podcast. Mm, I'll never get tired. Benice, <laughs> over to you. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much for having me over here. And uh, I think I hope we get to dive more into just some of the work we've been doing around. Like I'm a piano. Um, and the artists we're bringing and, you know, thank you guys for just being consistent supporters of us. Um, I think we wouldn't be where we are without like you guys, you know, supporting us. So, um, we look forward to joining the podcast again. And, uh, am I the first girl like guest or you, you, a pioneer trailblazer? Am I? Okay. We so need I'll you. take it. We I, need I, every I, episode. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a Chelsea fan. And that's a very dying, like, sorry, I don't want to be very controversial. Because he's a Chelsea fan. He's yeah, your I'm home a, there. <laughs> thank you again, Kosi. Um, I am a seasonal Chelsea fan when they play in, like, daylight, not when I have to wake up in the morning. But um, I'd love to join the podcast and, you know, get to talk to you guys a little bit more. But, yeah, I mean, we've been pushing piano as much as we can. Uh, but thank you guys to the brothers. 
thank you for supporting us and thank you for this platform to be able to talk about Ama Piano. Ah, this has been lovely having you here, Benice. And for those that don't know, they're bringing Prince KB, DC, July 23, right, Benice? Yep, uh, July 23. Yeah, tell the people, like, fam, I'm up here at DMV, Eventbrite, get your ticks. It's going to be a hot one. First time he's coming to the USA. First time the DMV. You know, it is his first time, right, Mangoro? Why are you yeah. laughing? Is it, it's his first time, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gonna be fire right <laughs> so so just know that and and as you were hearing throughout the pod i've got other people in the works so you might hear some big names coming this year so stay tuned listener because benice and her team do not play they don't not, play not to hijack your podcast so maybe at some point we do like an ama piano kind of church because I think there's so much to dive into, right? It's like, it's unpacking. Yeah. And there hasn't been, in terms of podcasts or uh, like a real dedication to the genre and unpacking what's happening. And like, I mean, of course, like Mag G is doing that with video. It's like a lot of like the drama and the, the behind the scenes. But being able to, something that I feel like we miss as promoters is we don't know the pulse, right? Of like, can we bring, um, not that uh, sister Bettina, I forget his name is actually so relevant, but like he, he had a banger song. Can he come to DMV? Will you guys fly from Wisconsin, Utah to come support him? So I think more of those conversations of like being able to garner the audience will be good. I don't worry. We'll do your market research for you. Don't worry. The brothers always got you. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Mangoro will <laughs> take it over to you, my boy. <laughs> Uh, no problem, Mr. Mitzah. I would like to say thank you to our two guests, our lovely guests here. They shared some uh, explicit knowledge, uh, some nuggets there that were dropped. So, listener, if you are listening, I think keep those in mind. And yeah, uh, thank you to them for coming. And as always, the brothers there, they always see me here. And you know me, like it wouldn't be a podcast without me plugging something like the soccer season's over. I can't plug Paramount Plus because the season's over. But this week, uh, I'll plug. Uh, a DJ down in South Africa. A DJ's in his bedroom. I've been following him for about three years now. Look for look him up on YouTube. His name is Romeo Makota. I think he's based out in Limpopo. A man, a man, if you want to know what song's popping at that point, tune in. Romeo Makota dropping quite often and his music is, is going somewhere. Mm, Romeo Makota, you hear that here, folks. This weekend is coming. Romeo Makota, how do you spell that? Tell the people. Maybe just spell it out loud. Romeo Makota, as in like Romeo and Juliet, and Makota is M A K O T A. Mm, mm, That's mm, the mm. man. We love the plugs. We love the plugs. <laughs> and from me, listener, thank you so much for having you know for 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 listening to us. Um, certainly a very special episode. Thank you to Sletsy. Thank you to Bernice. Your inputs was as valuable as they can come. I think this is about to be our biggest episode yet, and that would not be possible without you here. So we certainly thank you. And we're going to be talking to you again soon. Hopefully you come again. This is a safe space. This is your home. Pull up on us. Let's talk about it. Yanos will be talking about it all summer. Summer of culture. <laughs> um, so with that, um, Benice, what are you showing me? What's that? What's that? Romeo yeah, Exactly. Makota. She found it. She found Romeo Makota. It's also on Spotify. So you can find it. <laughs> nah, uh, all right, listen. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace out.